Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie, it's you, Jamie. Don't be alarmed, but I think there's a guy following you. Maybe we should get that guard dog we talked about? Nothing too scary, maybe like a Bichon with an attitude? You know, Progressive's collision insurance covers injured dogs and cats at no extra cost, so... Wait, the guy stood up when I stood up. He's on the phone. He's looking right at me. Oh, wait, it's just my reflection. Don't tell anyone about this. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Pet coverage not available in New Hampshire and North Carolina. Stuckey advances, left side hash mark. Toes on the arc, now down to the baseline. Fires at cross court. George Hill is open and splashes home a three from the right corner. You are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz for the 7th of October. I love this edition. I'm going to call it the crew holiday edition of Locked on Jazz. Why? Because your influence is coming through. I'll explain in a moment, but the big thing on this one is a get-to-know George Hill. We'll touch on that, plus some news around the NBA and why the Jazz might be the team to pop. It's all coming up on today's edition of Locked on Jazz. Pow! How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. I just love this community. This community of Locked On Jazz listeners, of you and me hanging out every day, it kind of started actually all the way back with Facebook when it first came out, and I thought if we did a Facebook thing that we might be able to just get like 30 people and have a listener advisor group. And then the Facebook numbers got too big and this and that. So uh, it was really, now we have what we hear. And, it, and this is just one of those days where you'll see why. I feel like we go down to the roots of just one person-to-person communication in the midst of what's become a fairly large audience of people every day. And it just fires me up because it's the essence of what I wanted to start. And it's the essence of who we are. So big group 12,000 person hug or whatever we have uh, listening. I'll explain that to you. I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. Thanks so much uh, for tuning in. Our show today is brought to you by our good friends over at uh, Simply Smarter and from SeatGeek, promo code LOJAZZ gets you $20 rebate on your first SeatGeek purchase. And go to MySimplySmarter.com, promo code LOCKED, gets you 20% off for life. Uh, My Simply Smarter is really interesting. They're part of the story of today's show. Uh, by the way, if you're a football fan, the Lockdown Podcast Network has some great crossover editions, which I think are really, really cool. You know you can sub- subscribe to the NFL or the NBA channel, uh, but today there's... Uh, a great crossover edition between the Packers and the Giants, if that's uh, one that fires you up. The uh, Cowboys and Bengals have a good preview uh, out there as well. And the Titans have a really good show, which is uh, former All-Pro Brad Hopkins and then two really good reporters. I really like that show uh, for you as well. So whatever show might be out there. On the NBA, I find it really fun. I've been tuning in and just catching kind of how everybody thinks their team is doing in the preseason. So I listen off a lot. You're welcome to do the same if you'd like to along the Locked On Podcast Network uh, of everything that's going on. All right, let me let me tell the story of what is kind of firing me up today. The big thing coming up, though, is the George Hill get-to-know otherwise. So from a content standpoint today, the extended end of the show is George Hill get-to-know. By the end, I think you'll have a number three jazz jersey you want to buy. Uh, he's really a likable fellow. Uh, and I think, you know, so 
that's the key thing, and then I'll share some other content. But so yesterday, our pan across the world, which we do every day on the show, was crew, this was Sean Holiday, and at the end of it, Sean says that his son Crew was going to primary children's, and this was sent in December. So I had said, please give us an update if you could. Uh, Sean also in that pin across the world is the one who reminded me that he liked the get to know features and that I had kind of forgotten the get to know features. So I am bringing them back because Sean and the listeners spoke. And so there'll be get to know features now for the every day here for a little while on the show as we go through training camp. So that, so that's the first part. That's why it's the crew holiday and without crew, this wouldn't have happened. Crew's his son. And so I had said yesterday in the program, let us know. So Sean gets back-to-back pins across the world because he emailed back. Crew is doing great. We have one more follow-up MRI at Primary Children's Hospital next Thursday. Uh, the last update we had said that he should be fine unless he starts having seizures or mass starts to grow, which it has not. Um, I will let you know that my wife and I are looking into My Simply Smarter next week while in Utah his brain mass affects his processing and decision-making and will for the rest of his life. When I heard it on your show, I felt like you were talking to me. It sounds perfect for my son, and this looks like something that can really help with kids like Crew. Uh, Thanks for asking about Crew. That wasn't meant to be a pin. I'm really grateful you shared it. And can't wait to uh, see if My Simply Smarter can help Crew. Okay, so then there's part two of this story, which is Laird – who uh, Doman, who is my Simply Smarter, is my contact at My Simply Smarter. I forward him that. And then I, I don't know how much he wants me to share, but Laird then sends a personal letter to Sean saying, hey, here's the programs I think can help. Here's where, let me know, keep me up to date. I just love it. I just love the small little world and community that is locked on jazz. So that's just a really cool story. It fires me up. Crew Holidays, our guy today, he sent me, Sean sent me the most awesome picture that if Sean doesn't mind, uh, I may tweet out today just as part of the show uh, because crew hol- it's the Crew Holiday edition uh, of the show, and uh, and I'm fired up for it. So or crew, um, so there, that there's the backstory, uh, Crew Holland edition of the show. So that's, that's the backstory. That's why I'm in such a good mood today. I hope that made sense. Uh, and I didn't kind of overwhelm you with all that. All right, let's get to our lead story, our tip-off story of the day. Uh, Yesterday I did an hour-and-a-half Northwest Division preview with Danny LaRue uh, for Real GM uh, podcast, which I'll make sure I tweet out to you, and we kind of rolled through the Northwest Division, and I thought there were some interesting takeaways from, and listening to Adam Mayers was in it, as well as a really good Denver writer. And here's what I, I, the kind of what took out to me was, One is all five teams in the Northwest Division are really good. Uh, Denver's better than people realize, but I think we're getting a little overly excited about Denver because they're just too young. They're going to start a first-year, second-year point guard, a first-year shooting guard to start the year who probably keeps that job. I love Jamal Murray. Uh, Then, you know, they have experience in Danilo, but they're starting maybe a first- and second-year bigs. I think it's just too hard to win that way. What what jumped out to me on all these teams is that the Jazz are the one team that I think has a chance to pop. And maybe that's just being a homer looking at it optimistically, but it does feel as though there's a real chance for things to pop. And 
it, you know, I, and I do, I, I get, I think a little bit as a fan base, what's happening is we're all sitting here waiting for it to happen so much that every moment we want it to be perfect. I think it's going to take some time. As I've said numerous times, when I look at kind of the opening schedule, my guess is we come back November 13th uh, at six and seven or seven and six, somewhere around there. I think that's six, eight. Um, yeah, actually, we'll only have played 11 at that point, but uh, is that right? Five, seven. Yeah, we'll only play eleven, so six and five, five and six, and and then we've got a then we've really got to run from November thirteenth to December sixteenth. We better get rolling, and that's where we pop. And the way I'm looking at the NBA right now is that if you look at the West, four through eleven looks pretty close, four through ten, and if you look at the East, four through you know probably four through Boston, Toronto, Cleveland being superior, four through twelve or thirteen all looks the same, and so. Those teams are generally all going to beat up on each other. Everyone's going to hover around 42, 43, 44, 45 wins. If somebody in that collection gets a little bit better, everything clicks in correctly, they're going to pop. They're going to, they're going to win an inordinate amount of games against that, self, that group and then go to 50. Uh, or maybe it's going to be as much they're not going to lose games uh, to the bottom. I'll build what it takes to win 50 games here at some point. Uh, and and look at what's possible and whether it's really, you know, how hard that's going to be with the amount. There aren't a lot of bad teams this year. So when you go play the Lakers, you better go take three out of four, four out of four. Uh, When you play Phoenix, you better take four out of four. Uh, When you play Brooklyn, you better take four out of four uh, this year. And, you know, that's hard to do. You don't actually do that. 76ers, you better take, uh, in, in our case, take two out of two. Nets, you take two out of two. It's probably more important against the bad Eastern Conference teams, we go win two out of two. Pelicans are pretty beaten up. Uh, though we don't get the Pelicans early. We get the Pelicans. Almost everything we do against the Pelicans is late. So they should be a lot healthier. And uh, I would expect, you know, by the time we play them, we play them uh, February 8th, March 6th, and March 27th, or at least three of the matchups. And there should be a fourth one in there uh, somewhere, unless we're only playing them three times this year. And they should be have hopefully have Drew Holiday back by then. Uh, and have everything rolling. So anyway, that's my uh, that's my one thought on kind of the Jazz have the chance to pop. Just they have better depth. Their starters were really good last year. I think they have a real opportunity to uh, to let this thing you know explode. And that's where our excitement is. I do think that that's going to take uh, some real time. Uh, for that to take place, though, and I, I think there's some gelling that has to happen. And I, I, I was on with DJ this morning, and DJ's, you know, one of our games was really good. One, uh, you know, I'm just not willing to get real worried about any of this preseason, but I do think it's going to take some time, and that schedule early on is going to kind of will, will test us early uh, along the way. Um, I think, you know, I think that the one thing I did say on DJ and PK, that I haven't seen any of the lineups I was anticipating. Um, I, I was kind of expecting Joe at the four. We haven't seen that yet. A little bit due to injuries. You know, Favors doesn't play. I think Favors is – I want to see Favors with that group. Alec Burks, Rodney Hood doesn't play. You don't have enough wings. So even more so that some of this preseason stuff is not happening quite the way uh, we anticipated. Uh, I mentioned it earlier with uh, Crew. Uh, My Simply Smarter is today's sponsor. It's a really, it's a neat group. It's uh, the National, uh, NACD, National Association of Child Development is the company. They're out of Ogden. They were established in 1979. They have 37 years of understanding how brains work, how to improve the brain of every child and individual. It's It's an online program. 
And you can do it anywhere from your computer, 10 to 20 minutes a session, three sessions a week. Uh, brain building, really, simply think about your brain as a muscle. And we're brain building. And uh, it's a guided program designed to strengthen your memory, your cognitive, and more. And it's really cool. It increases processing. It works if you're a kid with learning challenges. If you're a typical kid or you know a little above average and you want to become great. And then the really interesting one is it works with student-athletes. And, uh, you know, I, I, I would share with you that I think one of the things I believe that we really kind of underestimate is how much a, a child's ability to process helps their athletic skills. Uh, my son's had success skiing. I'm, I'm still not convinced he's a particularly good athlete, but he's a unreal student. And uh, as a student, I think he then takes amazing – I think he takes his coaching well. And I, I think this will probably, you know – this is what's made him have success. I mean, so the difference between addressing those little kind of fine points and being able to understand the processing of what a coach is telling you and, and how to act on those multiple things at one time, those are all part of being a great athlete. So I think my Simply Smarter, you talk about kids learning challenges, top typical kids trying to be great, and you talk about student athletes. It delivers personalized exercises. They help build the foundation for learning and help your ability to focus, process, retain, and analyze information. It's really cool. It's an online program. As I said, about 10 to 20 minutes a day, three times a week, and parents – dads really uh you get these reports back you can interact with your kid about how they're doing if they set a new you know a best score or they break through a new level you get an email alert you get the weekly so that you can you can kind of be involved in that way uh interacting with them uh and knowing how they're doing it's really cool uh and by the way they have a deal for you because of the whole locked on jazz element of things they're sold Monthly or yearly, family, individual, your promo code is locked. 20% off for life with the promo code. All plans come seven-day free trial, so you can check it out. And then you can subscribe monthly or yearly, family or individual. MySimplySmarter.com, brought to you by the National Association of Child Development. All right, uh, I want to get to a bunch of news around the NBA that's going on and then get to the best, the George Hill. Uh, It's interesting, by the way, that you hear these little deals like Denver's possibly going to move Kenneth Freed and Rudy Gay wants out in Sacramento and Moss Billy, Michael Carter Williams for um, Ben McLemore. And for us, at least at a jazz standpoint, I I really find myself just sitting completely on the sideline and looking at it and being like, yeah, all right, well, we'll see what happens with that, that our roster so different than years past is pretty well built, pretty well established. And I'm not sitting here wondering to myself, hey, I wonder if we can find a way to go get this guy, or I wonder if this guy will match to who we are. And um, so I think that's um, I, I think that's a bigger statement of, of where we are. I, I don't see really uh, anywhere where I would say, hey, this guy, you know, this is, this is an opportunity for us to go get a lot better. Uh, you know, I have a guy who thought Rudy Gay was worth the risk, but at this point I wouldn't want to clog our situation up anymore. I think the biggest challenge for the Jazz this upcoming year uh, to start off is going to be largely whether or not we can kind of stay cohesive with nine or ten guys who think they should finish every game. Huge news yesterday as we kind of run through our Today's FastBreak.com hotline, uh, spot, uh, headlines. If you haven't checked out Today's FastBreak.com, it's a nice site, very beautifully done, that kind of has just the kind of top stories of the day. Uh, Woj bomb yesterday, the most awesome Woj bomb ever. Uh, NBA players and union are expected to have a new CBA deal finalized soon. Uh, it would be insane if... Uh, we had a lockout, but December 15th was an opt-out, 
And the minute you opt out, uh, you're having a work stoppage. So it sounds as though the they're getting close to getting it done. That's not as easy as it sounds. I know I've heard some people say, well, everyone's doing so well. Yeah, I, I don't think that that's um, – I don't think that that's really that easy to do and probably is just another sign of what Adam Silver's doing. I've been around a lot of people in the league office recently from the league meetings to some other items, and boy, the discussion that people are having about what Adam Silver is building inside that office and the work environment is just terrific, just really, really terrific um, stuff to see taking place and just the energy, the new people that are coming in. Um, you know, Adam Stern walks, one person said to be Adam Silver walks around with a smile and an energy and David Stern used to growl. I, I just think it's a, it's a friendlier league. It's a better, it's, it's a, you know, David Stern took this league to remarkable places and did great things. We could probably have a long debate whether he was fortunate of his timing or of his work. You know, that's, you never know. Um, and, uh, so I, I think that the when you see that um, and what's taking place right now, it's it's exciting to be a part of this league. I would tell you as an employee and as a fan, uh, really exciting stuff. Chandler Parsons practiced for Memphis. That's a huge story. Uh, you know, Dallas basically decided that Chandler Parsons wasn't healthy, and I think there's a chance that Portland decided the same thing. Memphis then brought him in for a max deal, and – they are now – he's he's a huge piece to what they're doing, but he hasn't been able to practice as of yet. And he is finally back out practicing on the floor, uh, which is huge for them. They've also announced that Zach Randolph is going to come off the bench. So Jermichael Green will be their starter. Then they're going to try to run their offense through Zach Randolph. And this gets interesting. So all the dinosaurs of the NBA – Low post scoring bigs have become bench guys. And there's some model here, and I don't know if it makes any sense at all, that what teams are doing is they're taking their Al Jeffersons, their Greg Monroes, and their Zach Randolphs, and their Ennis Cantors, really, and these post players getting them against second-tier bigs and having them pound off the bench down low. I, I don't know if this makes sense. If it mathematically doesn't make sense to be doing making those plays early in the game, I'm not sure why I think it makes sense mathematically against the bench unit, unless the offensive efficiency of the bench units is are so traditionally bad that you're willing to draw to to do it in this manner. So interesting worth kind of trend worth keeping an eye on. Uh, that's taking place right now. Final story that was out there yesterday that was kind of wild is that the whole Rajon Rondo trade that may have, frankly, destroyed the Dallas Mavericks. They were on pace to be the greatest offensive team in the league, and then they traded Jay Crowder and Brandon Wright and a third player who I can't think of right now. For Rajon Rondo, Rondo came and disturbed everything, was largely forced by Dirk. And that Dirk was the one uh, who got that deal and wanted that deal done. So interesting kind of uh, note 
of, of that sort. By the way, if you want to go to the Arizona-Utah game, the best place for you to go see the Utes in this game uh, would be to use the SeatGeek app. Download the SeatGeek app on your phone, and then they compile all the different prices where tickets are available, so you don't have to worry about someone else having a better deal. And then finally, they grade every ticket, so every ticket deal for you. For example, right now, as I look at the Ute game, Section 33 has a fat $70 ticket. It's an 88 ticket score, which you know, 100 is the best, so that's the best deal out there. And you just be able to click it, buy it, have it on your phone immediately. It's why SeatGeek is the easiest and best place to get your tickets. They compile everything for you, and then they have the score uh, ticket score for you. If you want to have a little bit better seats, you're going to pay a little bit more, but there's a seat right on the 40-yard line that's a bit more expensive. It's a ticket score of 70. Uh, there's a nice ticket deal in uh, Section 2 that's a ticket deal uh, 79. That's in the end zone. With some, they've judged that one pretty well. I'm telling you, the, the ticket deal where the guy's trying to get you, you know, Section 10, somebody's trying to get you for $152 tickets or someone's trying to get Section 11 for $228 a ticket. They're saying, no, no, don't do that. So you don't get screwed. It's, it's great. They, they're basically telling you, hey, wait a sec. In Section 11, you can get a seat for $166. Don't go buy the same ticket in Section 11 for 228 And so they've compiled all of the sources around. You know you're getting the best deal. And then the ticket comes right to your phone. Easy peasy. It's SeatGeek. Download the app. Go to this uh, settings code. Download the promo code LOJAZZ. And after your first purchase, you'll get a $20 rebate back to you sent from SeatGeek. All right, time to get to know George Hill. One note at the very, very end of the interview, and and let me clarify, this interview is done for production purposes throughout the Jazz broadcast. We drop in these little moments with him and let people get to know him better, and I'm sharing with you the entire interview, so it's a little loose. Uh, We open up talking about Halloween costumes, but we close, and I ask him about three-pointers in word association, and he says, backpacks. And I said, well, afterwards, what's that? He used to do a program in Indiana where every time he hit a three, he gave away backpacks. So every time he hits a three, he would think of the young kids who were getting backpack full of supplies that they wouldn't be able to get otherwise for school. I'm telling you, this dude is worth loving. George Hill, right here. Get to know him and have him be your new favorite player. This has been Locked On Jazz, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, brought to you today by My Simply Smarter and SeatGeek. Thanks to both. Here's George Hill. Uh, my favorite Halloween costume would probably have to be the one time my mom dressed up with me uh, for Halloween. We were both Ninja Turtles, so uh, one day I might have to, you know, bring that picture in to show you. But um, we're we're pretty cool Ninja Turtles. That's awesome. All right, let's get to know George Hill. If you took me back to your hometown, what would you show me? If I took you back to my hometown. Um, I couldn't just show you one thing because I feel like I've been there so long that I have so much to show you. So I would I would definitely show you where I'm from, um, the neighborhood I grew up in. Uh, I would show you the two parks where I spent most of my life um, practicing on my game and things like that. And probably take you to a good place that I like to eat called Country Kitchen. It was a great day when you were, you knew it was a great day when you were a kid when? I knew it was a great day when I was a kid. Um, I used to enjoy the first day of school uh, because I always had the fresh outfit laid out the night before, uh, fresh tennis shoes, and start a new year meeting new people. So I, I always knew that that was the best day ever was the first day of school. 
Take me back to your childhood room. What did it look like? My childhood room, um, I was fortunate enough to have a, a water bed. Um, I had a water bed with like a seven, eight foot court uh, in my room until I broke that. And then I had to, you know, uh, bend a wire hanger around a small trash can and make it circular. And I would, I would probably take about 30 socks and create a basketball and play basketball in a wire hanger. So that was, that was my room. Who was the first person who saw the spark and the talent that kind of lets you believe you might be an NBA player? Uh, I don't know. You know, I had so many, you know, wonderful people come in in my life to, you know, give me that boost. But, um, I, you know, all, all the credit to God first, um, making it all possible. But second would have to be my, my mom, my dad. You know, they always stuck behind me, um, kept me going down the right path to be a better person and not just a good basketball player, but a better human being. So uh, they probably get all the credit. What was the first court you ever played on? Like could be the park you just mentioned or something like that. The first court I ever played on was the court that my parents bought me for my birthday. I had to play school. Um, the white, I mean the, the blue kind of pole and had the white backboard with the orange rim and it was breakaway. And I still found a way to break it all the way. So that was probably the first court I ever played on, and that's when basketball became a love for me. Who was your favorite player growing up, and what was your favorite team? Well, I mean, when you think about it, every kid looked up to Michael Jordan in my era. Um, so Michael Jordan was one of my favorite, but my, my all-time favorite, who's someone I looked up to a lot, was Allen Iverson. Um, I always wanted to be like him, I'm 6'3", almost the same body. Um, kind of like the same game, but I wish I could be half what he was in the NBA and I would be perfect. But um, Allen Iverson is probably the one person I looked up to outside of Mark Jackson, um, being a point guard from Indianapolis. And, you know, Pacers was always my team. I was a hometown guy. Um, I had my favorite players, but if I was rooting for a team, it was going to be the Pacers. You say you're the same body set as Allen Iverson, but when I I'm old enough, I covered him. Uh-huh. He had the smallest ankles of anybody. I I, oh, my gosh. Like, it was crazy. I couldn't believe it. Um, yeah, I'm old now. And you guys, all favorite players are guys I've covered. <laughs> I, I got it. I understand. What's the fav- most, your most favorite game you've ever played? Uh, my, my favorite game I probably played was probably my, my last game in college. Was probably my favorite game, just knowing that that was my last one and all the memories that I had at IPY. Um, something I'd never forget and always cherish. You know, that was, uh, it was, it was different for me. It just wasn't college. It was kind of like home for me with all my favorite teammates that I had there and, um, just a great group of guys. So I would have to say that. Do you have one shot that you remember more than any other? One shot, if I remember. Um, probably a couple of years ago, I was playing Portland, and I kind of hit the three-pointer and sent us to overtime. And that's when me and Damon uh, Lillard had kind of like our little duel where we are going back and forth at each other. That was probably my most memorable shot. When, was the, when did you know you belonged in the NBA? Well, my summer league, my first summer league, I didn't think I would – belong here you know I shot horrible percentages um, I did a great job defensively and getting to the free throw line but my shooting wasn't good but 
um, just sitting down with Coach Pop and him kind of being like the father figure and stepping in like in that aspect of me leaving, you know, Indy for the first time ever and um, him just believing in me, telling me that, you know, they, they picked me for a reason and just give it everything I got night in and night out. And that's when I finally figured out, like, I kind of do belong here. Uh, why do you wear number three? I had a couple of reasons. You know, Allen Iverson was a, a big reason. Um, my grand, my great grandfather uh, was a was a big reason why we're, we're number three. Uh, I was lucky enough to meet him before he passed away. Um, I didn't know my my mom's dad, or I didn't know my dad's dad because they don't know their father. But uh, so his birthday was May third uh, was a reason, and then another big reason was I didn't have any brothers and sisters at the time, so. Uh, it was only me, my mom, my dad. I love it. That's great. Let's go on the road with George Hill. What's your favorite city to visit? Probably where it all started for me. You know, San Antonio is probably my favorite. You know, I have a lot of family, friends there. Um, get to see a lot of great teammates that I've, you know, created friendships with um, as far as, you know, my new Tim and Tony and things like that. So San Antonio would have to be it. Favorite place to eat on the road? Favorite place to eat on the road? Um, there's a there's a restaurant in Miami. I think it's called the Meat Market. Was probably like my favorite place to eat. It was really good steak. I'm just stealing all of your guys' favorites so I can go there this year. So okay. just, yeah, but you got to means I don't go to Zuma in Miami, so that'd be hard to pass on because that's probably mine. Zuma? Yeah, it's okay. right across from the JW Marriott. It's it's kind of an Asian. Fusion. Is it the J.W. Marquise? Marquise, yeah, right across the street. It's in the Epic. Okay, I was about to say, because the Epic is right across yeah, the street, because so that's where we normally stay. Yeah, so it's in the Epic. It's good? Oh, probably my most favorite restaurant on the road. So you go on the road with us a lot? Every time. When we, have, when we go to Miami, on me. Okay. Yeah, I'll t- I that's on tape now. I'm gonna, I that part, I, I usually try. edit this part out, but I'm leaving that in so that everybody heard that. Yeah, hey, i definitely take you on me, because okay. I want to try it. If you say it's that good, I have All to right, try it. All right, it's great. Uh... What is your what is the one thing you cannot travel without? One thing I can't travel without um I don't know. You know, I'm I'm pretty on the go type of guy. So like if I do forget something it's no big deal for me. Um I mean, I would hate to travel with no clothes. Uh, something to change into so that would probably be my best thing but like a computer like I can go without a computer I can go without a phone maybe my phone so people can get a hold of me so either my clothes or phone we just find out you're very practical what is your game day routine um I don't know you know I I normally you know have shoot around I go back to the room I will try to eat take a nice hour two hour nap um wake up and eat some lunch and just watch TV, watch a movie or something. What's the best heckle you've ever heard from a fan? One of the best hecklers is actually here. It's this guy with the dangling chicken. Like, I, like every year I come to Utah, he has that chicken, and he sits underneath the basket. And I always told myself, if I ever go to Utah, I want to meet this guy because I want to know if that's the same guy from college from the NBA because I used to play Southern Utah University here and there was a guy underneath the basket with a chicken and then I got to the NBA and it's a guy under the basket with a chicken so I always want to know is that the same guy we'll introduce you definitely so let's do the fives with George Hill five most used apps on your phone five most used apps well my message app (laughs) had to be my first Um, I love to look up 
homes and stuff on Trulia. I'm a big Trulia guy. I like looking up land and houses for ideas. So when I finally build one, um, probably Instagram at uh, I play like spades on my phone. So probably the spade app. And I don't know. That's probably about it. Five movies that George Hill says we have to see. Like ever? Ever. Well, if you haven't seen Shawshank Redemption, that's probably one of my all-time favorites. Um, Coming to America, I really like a lot. Um, I was always a big fan of loving basketball just because of the idea of basketball. Um, let me see. Well, I don't know. Anything anything that has like Denzel or Will Smith in is kind of like my favorite actor. So I kind of like four and five will have to be just four that goes to Will Smith or Denzel and five go to Will Smith and Denzel. Any movie that they're in, you know, normally has to be a great movie. So great. you have a whole bunch. Word association with George Hill. Utah Jazz. John Stockton. Quinn Snyder. Coach. Strawberries. My favorite fruit. Jay-Z. Best rapper alive. Ice cream. Strawberry. Cleveland. Casino. Three-pointers. Backpacks. Miami. Good weather.